Greetings, everyone. This is V. What's up? What's happening? What is this? Friday? Hmm. Welcome to the Hearing Colors to Kill Sounds podcast. You know, hey, thanks for listening. You can also hit that subscribe button. I was watching some YouTube videos the other day, and I was tripped out. I was sitting there, and this is complete tangent before we get into the story, but I was like, hey, I like this video, but what is this guy saying? And he was just like, start up another 10-minute video and say the exact same thing. <laughs> He'd be like, hey, everyone, welcome back to my video. Hey, everyone, la, la, la. And then he would just like go into some like existential rant about the beginning of the video, but he would do it every single time. So me, I'm going to switch it up. It's what I'm feeling like. I just got to switch it up. In a new environment here and doing more, more awesomeness, um, getting a lot of writing done. This book is trucking right along and I am going to finish it very, very soon. I'm going to put some, what do you call those, tassels and things on it. Some wheels, spin wheels and... <laughs> I just want to make this book very, very special for you and for myself so that we can enjoy it later and there is no ego based in that. And right now we're just in the third book. And what is this? January? This month is almost over. It's halfway, more than halfway over, really. Really, really surprised. Oh! Before I jump into this book, I wanted to let someone know, or anyone for that matter, if you want to invite me for your podcast, if there is no marijuana there, I feel offended. I am deeply, highly, and truly offended if I cannot smoke my marijuana there. So, anybody out there in the world, you want to invite me to your podcast, make sure... I can smoke my marijuana there. I put it out of the air now. It's in the ether. People know that if I come back with a retort and a rebuttal and my imaginary assistant comes and tells me that someone has requested me on their show, I'll be like, okay, that's fine. Hey, they send an invite. They send any money. Okay, blah, blah. But if they do not have marijuana rules if they are stringent in their rules i am not invited i will uninvite myself <laughs> yeah jokes are 70 percent serious and 30 percent jokes look it up on the internet look that up anyway the Seeds of the Time Before Time was a great series to springboard off of, which is the title of the second book of The Hearing Colors to Kill Sounds. The third book, obviously The Seed of the Door with No Threshold, holds a different weight in this continuity basis of what it is that I'm bringing. And I enjoy this because each book reminds me, even if I'm not looking up exactly everything about the book, I could just look 
at a certain piece or look at a certain part and recognize that this book is this one or that one is this one. I think that's a great asset um, for the author uh, to enjoy his work for one and then two, to be allowed to have these, what would you call these dalliances of um, being affirmed back with it or being familiar with your work again. I know that other authors, authors, excuse me, authors, not an auditor, no, not another auditor, <laughs> another author or other authors look at their work or they may never look or read their work ever again. And it's almost as if it's like a love-hate relationship with creatives. And for me, there is no love-hate relationship. It's all love. When I look at my pieces or someone asks me or tells me that they are confused, those are the benefits of actually doing what it is that I do. It's to be vicariously that window to the things that the imagination are capable of. So what I'm looking at now is this next piece. Decision made when he spoke with simply for a statement. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, so so, so who did what when and me. And we'll, we'll go back to this one as the last part. It's a very interesting series because obviously I was introducing new characters and I was introducing new cities and new settings. I'll go into a little bit of the settings and then actually spend a whole entire podcast on them. Now, in the general sense, where the first book began, you could understand that the settings were involving refugees. Now, refugees meaning as in people who have experienced raping, pillaging, violence, all these things that accompany waking up without memories. And subsequently, someone took something, I don't even know what you want to call it, fire, uh, a weapon, whatever the case may be, and set siege to the city. And it literally was like a domino effect. And whatever the city stood for, whatever they were beforehand, afterwards is what matters most. The beforehand is a reference or some semblance of a dream. And I often allude to that as when people often call at their memories, but the circumstances oftentimes won't allow them to just stay in this dreamy, lofty existence. It comes as a often a surprise, but world shattering when these beings are experiencing this and then they must move like accordingly into a new environment. And in most instances, when I was describing the first book, that is what you would see. It is outside, it is nature, it is meadows, streams, forests, deserts, <laughs> ocean, all these other different parts that incorporate 
the nature aspect of the existence that was or celestial. However, hold up, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. However, in the second book, I flipped it. And all of what I didn't involve in the first book, I peppered in, like pepper in, pepper in, pepper in, pepper oh, Okay. So, fun fact, if you've never watched Saturday Morning Cartoons, if you've never seen Pepper in, please find someone who enjoys cartoons. They may or may not be in middle school. They may be like seven years old. Or they may be my age. Grab that person and be like, hey, let's watch Pepper Ann. <laughs> anyway. Complete anecdote sidebar. Alright, we back. We back. And I'm never making that sound ever again. Um, so, yeah. With the second book, I evolved this technological aspect of everything that the first book was devoid and I'm going back, right? So yesterday, I started writing the names of all these places. And you know how hard that is to create a name out of nothingness? Out of all the names that have existed since time of antiquity, I'm sitting down trying to make up a word, a name. It's insane. And so the third book is a combination of the first and second but a continuity basis of that and I expand upon those worlds uh, the one where this Femula is underneath the water and so she wakes up and she's basically coming to the surface but please don't misconstrue this as the Little Mermaid I reassure you it is not the Little Mermaid the Little Mermaid was cool but this this story is different and I incorporated that and I incorporated other stories as well, which included dreamscapes or lack thereof or other places that usually are not in existence. And to have that element of surprise and to garner this element of or the possibility that the impossible is always possible. And I wanted to hold that and keep that close to the vest because the third book was, and watch, as I read this, the third book may mysteriously become one of my favorite books, but it's just one of those things where I, 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 would, I know for a fact how my writing acumen or my prowess was going. I know where I was thinking and I know what I, what I wanted to do and accomplish. Okay, so basically there's passion, not in tedious, energetic flow. Okay. It says technology hemmed hair by the ankles, reprogrammed, synchronized, obtuse, newfound angles. Undulating plated platelets, circulated information defragged, rewarded memory blaming. Some tech Freuds felt the pinch. Speaking of, one in particular identified the page of history gangrene blow. Discovering papyrus was one thing. Remembering symbols quickly sprang him as the newfound head of the scientific ring show. All garnering opinions as to the theory, curious as to what made theirs supersede his own. 
Obviously, nothing could confirm more damning than the supposed honest eyes of wrongdoings. No? Yet in his heart of inner beats, he felt there nestled unopposed to the techroid masses that his past should not impede his energetic flow. What was one to do when all of waking consciousness asked? The anger, inability to say no, drew his innate crassness four ways clove. To die, constricted under pressure, live to die, answering to crimes fumigating the present. Perhaps run, quitting the quatrain just as the needle threaded the blind fetus clasps. Mind's eye shifted sideways beyond the looking glass. Decision made surprisingly fast. He spoke, but a simple befuddled statement. So, okay. So, this one I, I generally made as a one-shot. And I purposefully did so, so that people got a sense of the vein or where the third book was heading and to establish the differentiation from the first and second book. And this person is obviously smart and understands the technology that surrounds him. And that's why he's basically having one of these existential moments of understanding what it is that he's experiencing. And so undulating plated platelets basically is indicative of him being an android, but still having information in his body. And speaking of, one in particular identified the page of history gangrene glow. And so at certain moments and times, he would literally glow and have a sense of differentiation or th this inspiration that would come. It's almost as if when people start getting excited and they turn red or something like that. And discovering papyrus was one thing, right? Because paper was not something that was indicative of where they were at there are no books there are no cds no hieroglyphs and so it kind of heralded him for finding such a thing as the top of his scientific community and the entire community for that matter was of scientists so he was in obviously good company but he could not bring any bull hockey no bull to the rest of his peers because they would obviously call him out on it and it was and became a task for himself and so it says all garnering opinions as to the theory curious as to what made their supersede his own and so this became a grand and i have this often where the community meets to speak upon these theories and it's a congregation but it's not so much a debate debates have a clear winner and loser but to come to an understanding and to get to that you kind of don't want to have a clear winner or loser you just want someone to understand better so that everybody understands better so they all win it says the anger the ability inability to say no drew his innate crassness for ways clove and so now you're experiencing his mental stresses that come with this waking up or understanding his responsibility of discoveries and being the head scientist amongst all of the scientists 
and being placed upon this pedestal, he, he garners this ability or inability to say no. So everything everyone is asking him, he's, okay, hey, hey, okay, well, I'll, I'll get to that. Okay, 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 okay. And so it obviously is taxing on his body, mind, and soul. And it says, perhaps run, quitting the quatrain, just as the needle threaded the blind fetus classes. And so here's another mention of the fetus once again. And I believe I've mentioned them probably like four or five times throughout this whole entire series in the three books. And the blind fetus classes, it's just basically saying quitting the quatrain or quitting time and just leaving all of them and going off into sweet nothingness and joining the creator, um, almost reminiscent of just leaving everyone and running away. And, and that's what that was indicative of, of leaving fate or superseding fate as in something that is an impossibility that not even um, mythological characters could have done is to escape fate. And I put that there as as an idea for him because obviously he's a genius and he can do what he needs but it, it just comes off as something that is in the back of his mind that he wants to do and so then it goes and says mind's eye shifted sideways beyond the looking glass decision made surprisingly fast he spoke with but a simple befuddlement statement or befuddled statement so and so ah pun on words it's basically where this story began, right? So it's Sue, so who did what, when, me? If you were in this character's position, waking up, didn't know anything, waking up without your memories, and you're clawing away at what it is that you think you know, and then someone else confirms that, and so then you become the head of a scientist, or the scientific community in that set place without even still knowing what it was that you confirmed or disconfirmed now you have the liberty of what happens in the story where this person is going through their emotions and in their mind and, and trying to decide what it is that they want to present what it is they want to represent in their society and this particular person is like well so <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, I discovered paper, but so what? And I love that. It, it it removes yourself from ego and from someone from this world looking into another world such as this. And Celestial, I am very curious as to why someone would even say that or even think that. Where does they get, where do they get the the gumption to say that or the the clarity or mental purpose to not care about things that other people care about it is very punk it's very anti whatever you want to call it but that was generally where the third book began where it's just like well yeah i did that so yeah yeah people they forgot their memories so what else is there Oh, there's three moons in the sky? Oh, that's cool. Hey, where's the second sun? It's over there on the other side of the horizon? Okay. Like, it, it's really a, a interpretive 
like science fiction I don't even know what to even call it head nod or something like this to have this character at the beginning of the story being so aloof so that that's generally where the third book begins I appreciate you guys for listening as I said before I will update more the more and faster you guys respond I'm not really worried about the response rate I'm just happy you guys are listening so hit the subscribe button let someone know also I'm working on doing guest podcasts so anybody in the LA area would love to have me on their podcast just send me a link and we can record and whisper sweet nothings into our phones <laughs> have a great day guys peace peace